Fridays with Frankie with your host, Frankie Grande. Conversations and kikis with some of your favorite queer icons and allies. This week's guest for our Let the LGBTQ Plus Games Begin edition, full-time streamer and actor, Hale Grande. Twitch partner, producer, and content creator, Liz Bear. Chief Executive Officer for Queerty Gamers, Ray Lachoni. An actor, activist, and the iconic queen from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 9, Peppermint. Now... Here's Frankie. Well, this is a very special episode today because we're going to be talking about gaming and how the LGBTQ plus community intersects in the gaming world. And I could not think of a better guest to start us off other than my husband, Hale, who is a professional Twitch streamer, as well as being the cutest person in the world and the love of my life. Hi, oh, honey. Stop it. Hi, husband. Welcome to the show, you cutie cutie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I've never done something like this before. I know. You're on the radio. Oh, look at me. So fancy. Yeah, you are so fancy. But it is cool um, to have you on the show, like for multiple reasons. But, you know, also, you know, just to let the world in a little bit on our, our, you know, kind of the way we started dating like literally i i met hale at oil can harry's at uh, yep. at line dancing night and i he would not dance with me until i proved that i was a gamer and a nerd literally he was like no i don't want to i can't dance with you and then uh, it was like i'm a nerd and i was like i'm a nerd and he was like really prove it so yeah uh, you're not a believable nerd it's not it's not <laughs> a thing you're, you're not even with your you, he tried to show me his tattoos like 20 times and look at these, look at all these gaming references and stuff like that, or like nerd references. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not, it doesn't, no, I don't believe you. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's actually part of the crazy thing is that, you know, like the queer community and, you know, gay people, obviously, like we come in all different shapes and sizes, but like you admit yourself, like it's very often like we're not associated with the gaming and the nerd community, which is so surprising because we are such a huge part of it. And you and I are like, a key example of that because like gaming and, and, you know, going and watching brings of power and, you know, house of the dragon, like things that are just so nerdy and niche are actually part of our love language. So I thought it'd be a great way to kick off this episode by talking a little bit about it. And um, also wanted to talk, ask a little bit about you, honey, why don't you tell us a little bit about your partnership with dead by daylight, which is, you know, a, a very queer friendly. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Very, very queer friendly. It's an awesome company. I am partnered with a game called Dead by Daylight. It's like basically a one versus four horror, asymmetrical horror game where you have like a killer who's trying to like hunt down all the survivors. So it's really, really, really fun. Um, and the cool thing about the game though is that they just love, they love our community so much because there's such a fan base of uh, LGBT gamers that just are obsessed with horror and yeah. gaming for some reason. I don't know why. But we have something in our minds that is mechanically there, um, wired that we just love to either be scared or kill people in games. Um, <laughs> don't really, I don't really understand, but it's a thing. Um, we yeah, need to get a psychologist on the show. Honestly, to, yeah, to I've been saying out. this for a long time. I've been saying this for a long time. I don't know what's wrong with us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I definitely the the, the nerdism and and the, even the horror. Like, there's something escapist about it. Like, like let's yeah. escape from like our lives and like let's. We love to dress up. We love Halloween. You know, I think gay people have just always been attracted to Halloween forever because it's the day that we get to be like everyone else. You know, like we get to feel normal and we get to feel okay, like in our lashes and our heels and 
and our and our nails and our this that and the other thing so i think historically halloween has just been such a gay friendly holiday and so that makes sense as to why the gay community is is so much embracing a game like dead by daylight which is mm-hmm. basically horror a horror halloween game 24 7 i yeah. we were playing last night and i was like when is the halloween update coming out yeah. i can't wait for it like it's crazy how excited i am yeah have you noticed so you're you know i've become a popular streamer nowadays and and um you have fostered such a beautiful community what what does that kind of feel like especially you know with you obviously being gay unless you have something to tell me husband on this uh, <laughs> on this radio show you know like what does it mean to uh, have fostered Frank. the community uh, that you have on your stream it's that's honestly one of my favorite things about streaming and and what was so eye-opening to me about i mean being who i am and putting it on the internet um, because like, I wasn't expecting to find like such a large community of like-minded individuals that enjoyed what I enjoyed. Um, I honestly thought I was going to have to like battle and, and, and fight my way into the, the, the straight man's world, quote unquote, but not really anymore. Um, uh, to just find my own identity and find my own place there. But no, there's such a large, massive amount of like, just amazing, weird, eccentric, lovable gamers out there that come in all different shapes and sizes that just want to have a community that uh, to be a part of. And, and, and I, and it's crazy to believe, but yeah, I fostered like this community of so many different people and it's opened my eyes to so much more acceptance and love, uh, from within that. It's, it's really, really special. And what about other games that are out there that aren't aren't doing this kind of work? Like, did you just like steer clear of them, or do you think like everyone's trying to kind of capitalize on LGBTQ, or do you feel other people are actually genuinely being inclusive? Well, it's always hard to obviously tell when a company is or is not. Right. Um, there's a whole thing with that, but I mean, you do take what you get at this point in the world, and and that is what it is. But I don't feel any sort of hesitation. I think I, I live in a world of myself. I'm sure you know. Um, where I'm like, everything is just like fine and dandy. Like, I don't believe people are like thinking otherwise. So I'm, uh, we're open to everything. You're a purist. You're yeah. actually like a truly, yeah. like yeah. wonderfully naive, gorgeous human being. Love who really sees the best in everyone. I love it. No, it is a wonderful quality that you have. And it's actually something that balances me out a lot, honey. So never change. But thank please. you. Never change. I, I, I don't plan on it. I've been doing it all my life. I, yeah, we're just, <laughs> yeah, just, I, we're just all here to have, fun and just play games that's the biggest thing that's just, we're not different at all than anyone uh, to anyone else we just love playing video games yeah it's the so, best it's that simple for some of the audience who does not know which i think is crazy because I, I do feel like most of the world still is very like confused about the streaming world and industry and the fact that it truly is an industry T- take us through what your day w- is like as a streamer my and and let it be said that I am not like a large large streamer. There are monsters out there, but my day is exhausting as a streamer. Yeah, People think it it's is. an easy day. It's really not. I, I I'll do like I'll get on to play video games, which you're like, oh, that's the easiest job in the world. You're playing video games. No, um, I'll do I'll do like six to nine hours a day where I sit still and do not move, do not pee, do not eat, do not anything. And I'm screaming on the top of my lungs. Granted, this is unique to me because I am very loud and crazy with my gaming. But the exhaustion level of me, like, like screaming and entertaining, you are, 
it's you have to look at it as like an entertainer now. You're just like a talk show host now, just yep. entertaining the crowd who's talking to you. I'm communicating with my chat the entire time. Um, and I'm just entertaining, answering questions, screaming, gaming, multitasking, blah, blah. My brain is fried after every single stream. Genuinely fried. Um, yeah, it's You're exhausted. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it, I have been trying to figure ways to balance my normal life because afterwards I'm like, I'm usually pretty dead afterwards. Uh, but then afterwards I just go and practice chess. So then it's continuous, but anyways, um, the nonstop nerd. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, true. it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it can be like an exhausting career. It can yeah. It yeah. is exhausting. For, I, I mean, I watched you do it. I tried to do it over over COVID, and I was like, after five hours, six hours, I was like, "This is I." I feel like I just did like a meet and greet. Like I'm, yeah. so, I want to sit down forever. Um, but you're so good at it. So everyone needs to check out Hail TV. No, Twitch TV slash Hail. That's it. www. slash yeah, Hail. H A L E on Twitch. That's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's but- your favorite part about it, though? Like, what is it that is like? Why do you do it? I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that I have been gaming obsessively my entire life and had no outlet for it. Like, no no real reason to do it in my adulthood. Like, I can't justify gaming 10 to 12 hours a day when I am an adult and I have to make money. So the the, the balance of it all and being able to do that and make it, and making profit off of, like, doing such a passion of mine was the number one. I mean, it's it's incredible. But then also, like, it was the most, like I said before, like, seriously, eye-open experience. I've grown so much as an individual, like learning about the internet community. There's a whole world out there that people who like just live and breathe in the internet and, 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 and find a home there. And then I kind of like, I made my way into that. And I learned so much about so many unique individuals and just like, and so much love to be found within this community. I mean, it's really, really cool. I had no idea that existed. It's like, it was super special. So that was another thing. Talk a little bit about some of the stories that have happened with your viewers or people that have, you know, met through you in chat. Like I see, I see people that send you such beautiful, positive messages. Yeah. I don't like to believe it because I'm like, I'm like, there's no way I could be helping people because I'm just, I'm just playing video games. You know what I mean? I get messages all the time saying like how people are having like the worst, crappiest day ever. And like, like just coming to the stream has like, literally just like lifted their mood so much and helped them so much. I got a message on uh, another platform uh, basically because someone was dealing with like serious mental health issues. And like, I was the sole reason why they got through like the time during COVID and stuff like that. And just like really, really crazy stuff, like not crazy, like it's beautiful, but like, I, I never thought I would take on such a role like that by playing video games. I really didn't. It's, it's, it's insane, but I'm so honored that I could just come here and scream and give people a good time and 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 really like I still don't even believe that. Now that I'm even saying this, I don't even believe that I do this. But I, I just can't believe that yeah, I can give people a good time and like and, and change their day like that just through what I do. It's crazy. That's because you're very special, you know that. I think you're very special. Thank you, Frank. And I love playing games with you. And I and I get it. I understand what the community is so um special. Um and what about like you know, because this wasn't, you didn't realize this, right? Early on, this is like a new realization mm-hmm. that you have had. So now is there some sort of a sense of responsibility or like, are you just kind of like always just being hail? Um, well, the key to being, um, from what I've learned through my years, uh, a good streamer is to always stay true to yourself or you'll drive yourself insane and want to just quit what you're doing. So I always am myself, but is there a level of responsibility now? I wouldn't say responsibility, but that seems like a burden. I do feel 
a connection to my community and the, and 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 what we foster to the point where I I do want to be there for them now. I do want to like go live when I'm not feeling the best, just so I just so they have an outlet if they want an outlet and stuff like that. Um, so there is quote unquote a responsibility, but it is a love responsibility. Um, so it's not it's not a bad one. It's just I don't know. It's just a lovely thing. That is a lovely thing. Yeah. Um, all right. And for our final question, before I let you go, you know, I've watched you grow so much through this um, relationship that you have established with your online community. And um, it's been beautiful to see. Like, how do you, how do you think, ha- has it changed you as like a gay man? And like, has it made you a little bit of an activist in the world? Well, on that note, I did, I know, I remember initially I set out to kind of prove that gay individuals could kick ass in video mm-hmm. games. Like that was an important thing to me. And and I definitely proved that point through the years of me gaming. I became like the best in my category in my game and earned a lot of respect. And so now I, I kind of take a more passive role. I'm like, I think we're coming to a happy place in the world where everyone's just like, yo, anybody can game. Let's go. I also completely forgot your question. What was the question? You answered. You answered. I said, oh, you're so cute. You're I so went cute. another spiel. I'm like, wait, what was the original question? Basically, it was, it hasn't made you more of an activist in the gay community. Oh, I mean, okay, okay. So it was kind of, I was kind of on par there. Okay. You were. I'm more of an activist. Um, yes, because I do always defend and stand up for everyone in the community that wants to do this, that wants to be a bad bitch. And just show that they can do what anyone else can do in this world of gaming, which can be very dominated by heterosexual men. It is what it is. That is how it is. Um, So I do love that. I do stand by that. I do support that. We literally, I can kick anyone's booty in my game, I swear. So it doesn't matter who it is. I'll take you out. Um, So yes, I do. I do stand by that. I do believe that. Um, but also I'm a little passive person who like is like, oh, but everyone still loves each other. So it's okay. Uh, <laughs> that is just a beautiful outlook. And that's why I married him, everyone, because I, um, I'm also a gay man who kicked ass in uh, big brother and won nine. Yep. So, you know, it's just, it's just a nice, it's a nice way to show the world, you know, not only can we, is this space for us because we're entertaining and cute and ourselves, but we can also throw down with the best of the best who are, are in this industry at the moment, the straight men. So mm-hmm. it's time for us to take them down. Time to come on, let's go for your power. <laughs> let's go. I love you, honey. Thank you so much I for being on the show. <laughs> no, of course. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I hope I answered all the questions properly. You did a great job, honey. I love you. Thanks for being on the show. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Love you. Well, that was my husband, Hale. And now I am so excited to welcome our next guest, Blizzbear, better known as Blizzbear. A black, queer, streamer, producer, and content creator, he plays games that are either chill or completely chaotic and stands for a safe and comfortable space for the LGBTQ plus community in the gaming and streaming world. Welcome to the show, Blizz. Hi, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I was thinking about this interview for a bit, so. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, what were you thinking? Were you nervous? 
Um, <laughs> not nervous. I was like, how can I embarrass myself enough? You know? Oh, perfect. <laughs> I love that. That's exactly what we stand for. Um, just come on and be yourself and have a fun time. Um, you know, which is, you know, kind of it's all what being a streamer is about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, you have to break that ice. Um, and maybe embarrass yourself a little bit to make other people feel comfortable. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, we just spoke to my husband about, you know, the streaming space. And, you know, he's just he's very sweet and very cute. And he's just like a very uh, naive, cuddly little bear who just assumes that the whole world is a wonderful, happy place that just wants everyone to succeed, which I think is so adorable. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and, and uh, we I've streamed for a little bit and he streamed and you obviously stream and we've come to see, you know, that there is also like uh, the opposite side of the coin with people on the platforms, including Twitch, which Kubi can can be quite toxic against the queer community. But um, before we get into that, um, what started you gaming and streaming? What got me into streaming, I'm a product of the of the pandemic. So I was in the house bored and I was like, I want to start streaming also because in the area that I was living at at the time, there weren't a lot of uh, black individuals or black queer individuals that I could relate to and that had like similar interests or identity or identities similar to me. And I just kind of wanted to find that sense of community. And I found it through streaming. Is Was it kind of like an if you build it, they will come kind of situation? Honestly, yeah. And, and it was kind of a way of like, I did, I couldn't see these creators. I couldn't find these like black queer creators out there until I actually joined Twitch. And I started mm-hmm. seeing more people who look like me, identify similar to me. And it not only like made me feel good, but it validated the experiences that I was going through at the time. Amazing. And so I know you foster a really beautiful, positive, wonderful community on your space. And you create a safe space for other creators and, of course, for your viewers uh, to come all the time. Do you feel like that happened kind of organically? Was that a mission of yours? Kind of a mission and also happened organically. I would say I wanted to create a place away from the fire that was the world especially during the pandemic and i feel like it's still that place there's people who are like i've had a bad day i I came here because i knew for a fact that my vibes would like shoot up and i'm like yeah i got you and then i just kind of progressed into becoming i want to say a better person i did not know what boundaries were until i started streaming (gasps) and then i started setting down i know then i started setting boundaries and then i was like Oh my god! I should have been doing this since day one. What do you mean? <laughs> so, like, because like with your community, you didn't have boundaries, and so then you started yeah. putting them in your real life. Yeah, and then I, I there was like probably one viewer that came in that completely crossed my boundaries, and then yeah. I realized that was a cross of boundaries, and I could set my boundaries and be like, "You don't, you can't do this. I do not feel comfortable with this. This is my space." And my community is like yes we love this we love this confidence and we love this like setting of boundaries but also you're leading by example now that we can also set boundaries in our own life and also in our own space and i'm like dang i was supposed to be doing this this entire time why didn't y'all tell me about boundaries they're kind of lit it's so amazing because i you know my husband was just talking about you know he came out um just to play video games and now all of a sudden he is like you know a leader in his community and and being an example to many many people um it, <laughs> what have you found to be kind of the most um i would say challenging aspect of that that new role like did you, did you even think that that was a possibility or that you start learning and setting boundaries and then inspiring others to do the same I I don't necessarily see it as much as a challenge. Um, with how I've progressed in my journey, 
I've seen this all as like a learning experience because us as like human beings, especially folks in marginalized uh, identities or communities, we are constantly learning. We're learning more about ourselves as well. So for example, I am Black and bisexual. I don't know everything about being Black. I don't know everything about being bisexual. I don't know everything about the queer community, but I can take steps in order to learn more about it because I want to make sure that when people come into my space, I am respecting them and respecting their boundaries as well. And in return, they will respect my boundaries. It's like a, I fill your cup, you fill my cup type of thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, And what's your main? Ooh, okay. So I'm a Stardew Valley main. I created my community based on Stardew Valley. I do a lot of variety content as well. I cover true crime cases. I build Legos on stream. Are you a Lego head? Yes, Lego head. Complete Lego head. We built the Titanic. We built the AT-AT. Like my husband and I, it's like part of our love language. Basically, Stardew Valley is what started my um, Twitch career. And then my community started becoming comfortable with variety content. And, And now I'm at this point where no matter what I'm doing, they're like, we're here to vibe and honestly just laugh with you and, and share like fun experience at the end of the day. So I love that so <laughs> so so much. Um, and also, you you coined the term bisexual villain. What's that all about? Oh my god! Please be a problem. Um, literally, <laughs> society. Something about society. They hate when people stand up for themselves and they always want to villainize people who stand up for themselves or set boundaries for themselves. And especially within the queer community, like we're constantly being bullied. We're constantly being like uh, attacked. And why in return are we bullying ourselves? No, we're just here to be hot and cause problems. So do that. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) And that was actually my experience when I joined Twitch. I could not believe um, how toxic it could be against queer people. And, you know, I, I, you know, had my experience of like launching into to fame on Big Brother and then coming out and, and having to deal with cyberbullying for the first time in my life on like such a massive scale. And I didn't understand it. And kind of when I started streaming again, I, I started having those feelings again of being like, wow, I'm being cyberbullied all over again. It's such a large problem. But can you tell me, talk a little bit about your experience with cyberbullying and, and hate raids on your channel? Yeah. Um, so I have been subjected to uh, hate raids, uh, follow botting. Uh, hate raids is when you send your community over to another creator and they, in order to bully them and have your community bully them. Follow botting is when you pay money to have a crap ton of uh, bots follow someone's account, like mess up everything that they're doing, um, which like, why are you spending money on it? And also... Yeah, right. like, on spend money on something else um but i've also been like sent got sent death threats i've been like harassed multiple times uh just because just because i am a black bisexual male on the internet and i'm literally sitting here like dang y'all feel so intimidated by my presence that you felt the need that to like come after me and also all the stuff that you're saying about me is so unoriginal and i've heard it before so like just sitting here like i'm still pretty and funny so who's winning at the end of the day Still me. Amen. And you're such a positive person. Like that is amazing. And that takes a lot of strength. So I just, I just want to acknowledge that right now. Like that is, that's not an easy thing to, to watch happen in your timeline. So you're very, very strong and it's amazing. What, what do you, what do you think that Twitch should be doing about that? Like, is there some sort of, you know, crackdown that needs to happen in order to make it a safer space? There's certain things that they're doing now with safety and privacy that's helping to protect creators. But my main issue with Twitch, and I'm not trying to drag Twitch, I'm not trying to bite the hand that feeds me, but um, if you are going to uplift these marginalized creators, make sure that you are also protecting them at the same time and making sure like you're getting rid of these spam accounts that are coming in and attacking drag uh, drag artists on right. Twitch or 
attacking black folk on Twitch or attacking just queer or trans folks on Twitch. Like if you are, if you want to uplift these creators, that's a good thing. But you also need to protect them because you are exposing them and putting them in a limelight where society isn't necessarily the kindest thing. So yeah, I uh, completely agree with you. And you know, that's the only way we're going to get change. You know, I, I think yeah. that Twitch, Twitch, Twitch needs to hear it. You know, we can't just, mm-hmm. you know, be quiet about it. Um, it's because they're the ones that are providing the platform. But um, yeah. I do, I do. I remember like the first time I was like front paged for like pride month and I was like, this is going to be wonderful. And I was literally traumatized mm-hmm. i like walked away from my computer like the world hates me what is going on like it was so scary i felt like i was personally attacked so you're 100 right it's like if you're gonna uplift us and give us front page for black history month and queer history month and and pride month then please put in some safety precautions and ban yeah. these people ban these crazy people forever <laughs> sorry i'm a little passionate um What's next for Blizzbear on uh, the platform and in the world? So I'm in this goal currently, but continuing to be very vocal and unapologetic about myself and also identities that are similar to me or, you know, identities that are me. Uh, I want to be that beacon of light. I want to be that beacon of being a problem when when I need to be a problem. Um, and then I just got a new job, which I'm currently at right now as a producer and content creator for Research Youth. That was one of my goals. So like now I'm on the new goal of just being a problem everywhere on the internet and making sure people know that Black Lives Matter, Black Queer Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter. Like we are here, we are queer, and we're ready to just cause an issue. I love that so much. Tell everyone how to follow you on Twitch and and, and your socials. My name is Blizzbear with a three instead of an E. Uh, You can find me on Twitch. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I also now work for Rooster Teeth where I'll be posting a lot of uh, content um, in terms of videos or podcasts or stuff. So roosterteeth.com. I'm on a reality show on there called Survive Block Island. It's like Survivor and my social game is really good. So uh, definitely check it all out. And yeah. What is Survive Block Island virtual or real? Like, are yeah, you currently on it's, an island? Uh, it's basically Survivor, but... It's Minecraft. It's Minecraft. Oh, wow. But Survivor at the same time. It's like, you have to know your social game. Honestly, you would be great at it. <laughs> I think that's so much fun. That sounds like so much fun. Oh, my God. Sign me up. Minecraft Survivor. That's brilliant. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, finally we're connected. So um, it's such an honor to meet you. Please, please keep being a beacon of light and please keep up, up, uplifting marginalized voices. Like you're fantastic. It's such an honor to meet you. And um, let's let's change the world. Let's change the world one viewer at a time. Let's do yeah. it. I'm down, I'm down. Also, it's really nice to meet you. This is uh, super awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're awesome. <laughs> please welcome my next guest, Ray Lencioni. Ratings, Chief Executive Officer, Board President, and CEO of Queerty Gamer. Queerty provides LGBTQ plus resources, support, and networking access to advance visibility and representation in the global gaming and media industry. Raymond, welcome to the show. I'm so, so grateful that you are here today because, you know, my husband is a streamer. I'm a streamer. Uh, we just had Blizz Bear on the show and we're talking about all <gasps> things. Yeah, all things queer streaming uh, today. Um, could you talk a little bit about Queerty Gamers' mission and um, of safe gaming and why is that so important? Absolutely. Yes. Um, also, by the way, my partner, I think, played a game of Dead by Daylight with your <gasps> husband. Really? At one point. Yeah. He mentioned that when I brought this up. And so uh, he says hello. Oh, <laughs> he good. also works so, with me. 
at so the he, organization. So he hates Hale's nurse as much as everyone else does. <laughs> or he might play a good nurse, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hale's nurse is crazy. Okay, yes. Um, is your husband or nurse main too, a partner? Uh, yeah, my partner, uh, we're not married, but my partner, I just call him my partner. Uh, he, he means nurse and huntress, I believe. And he likes to, he'll throw on that, that, that build that makes you like attack really fast while you're holding somebody like a uh, chainsaw nurse or whatever. Oh Hacks my God. Yeah, I love that. Oh yeah, my God. It's scary. They have to talk. They should, there should be on the next episode, just the two of them. I want to hear. Oh my gosh, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, so to talk a little bit about more like our mission and our vision and and how that equates to having like a safe community, we provide these networking opportunities, these resources, kind of how you mentioned in our in our mission statement. And those things kind of in itself help empower LGBTQ folks and our allies because without our allies, we wouldn't really have a standing. Uh I think I have to give Twitch props for including a drag showcase during TwitchCon. Mm -hmm. I think, it, I, you know, there's always room for improvement, but being able to have a queer space up there on the front page of Twitch with so many great, like, drag icons from the platform, I think is is a great start. The topic that you brought up with BlizzBear, the hate raids, that took a lot longer to address than a lot of us would, were happy. And it affected more folks than others. Definitely folks that are more femme presenting, folks with darker skin complexions. Mm -hmm. I definitely saw getting hate rated more often than the latter. And that was not really acceptable. It took, I believe, Raven, which is Raven's a content creator. I don't know if Liz mentioned them. Uh, and I might, I hope I get their full name right. Raven created this like day off Twitch and, and they saw a huge dip in numbers. And that's when we finally started seeing changes. And so it's really about just empowering folks in the community, whether you even know them that well or not. So we don't know Raven that well, but we still were, you know, supporting what they were doing and trying to get Twitch to pay attention. And so uh, just to get back into like our resources and our networking access. So like we just had a, like a really big mixer at Riches in San Diego during TwitchCon. And so that provides an opportunity for queer people to meet each other in the community, in the gaming industry. And then we also have our allies. So Alchemy Labs, which creates the game, uh, Rick and Morty's Regality, Cosmos is High, Job Simulator, VR games. They were there and they're our allies. You know, they do have queer people there, but there's also folks that don't identify as queer, and they're here to support us as well. So we kind of create these spaces online and in person um, to really help bring in our allies so that they can go out into the world and, you know, kind of sing our song of like, we're here for equity and, and, and there needs to be more paths there for folks who are, you know, behind the finish line. Yeah, that's a long, and, the long way of saying it. <laughs> no, no, but it's really true. And it's beautiful. And the work that you're doing is, is so, so important. And, you know, like it's I mean, the problem is so systemic, because, you know, it's not only within Twitch itself, but like, even if you're in game, you know, I've mm -hmm. seen blatantly racist and I, I sometimes I'm so terrified sometimes to talk if I'm playing mm -hmm. like Overwatch or if I'm playing mm -hmm. like, you, you know, uh, Valorant, like because of the such crazy homophobic language yeah. that comes out if you're all just on comms so you know like i don't how do we even do we can we even address that like is that is that possible how do we go about doing that 
Yeah, so um, I have a, a few ideas on how we can address that. I mean, definitely what we've been doing, I think, is kind of a, a way to get there. Because when you actually know someone who's queer or you know an ally who supports queer causes, that can really help put an end to some of that hatred. It's not going I don't believe it's ever going to go away. But what we can do is we can put safety features in, in, in place to help protect folks. I think like in Overwatch, especially, I, you know, I also have that fear of getting on voice chat with anyone mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I myself, who I, I, I consider myself a little more masculine presenting when I want to be more feminine presenting, I get very anxious, especially in places, mm-hmm. even like in queer places where there's like a lot of jocks around. Like I can't wear, I, I'm like, should I wear this crop top? And so <laughs> being like on comms, yeah, like, sounding like effeminate or queer is is really nerve-wracking. And so what I think these, what companies can really do is put more effort, more money, more awareness uh, into our cause. So I think customer service, definitely like having moderators, mm-hmm. if someone gets reported, I think Blizzard has done a, a somewhat better job than most companies in terms of, especially when it's in chat, like game chat, that's a lot easier because yes, it, there's it's records of it. Recorded, yeah. Yeah. So there needs to be something for voice chat. I think, uh, especially, you know, like, uh, women or, or feminine presenting folks that yeah. I, I think they get, they get a lot more rough than I do. And so I think, yeah, Blizzard, it'd be great. And, uh, we have, we have friends over there at Blizzard, uh, Women in Gaming Internationals, one of our great, like, allies in, in this, like, effort. They're, they're a great organization and they're working with Blizzard. And so I'm sure that's something that they have on their radar is, fighting this kind of um, harassment and and abuse. So yeah, I think definitely uh, putting more putting your money where your mouth is, Blizzard, and, and just putting more money into customer service moderation. Definitely those are tools that we need. Um, and there's there's a lot of other games out there like Behavior, although they're very supportive of queer folks, they can definitely do a better job at uh, dealing with hatred. Steam is another place where it's rampant, just rampant. There are some absurd names, screen names on there. And so I'm hoping, you know, maybe Epic will give uh, give them a run for their money because they're becoming a really great platform. And I, I feel Epic is a lot more um, res- responsive to queer folks uh, than like Steam has. So we're hoping that they'll come around. <laughs> That is so lovely to hear because I tell you, when I started streaming during the pandemic, I was like, this is insurmountable, but you're actually making it sound like it's actually, there's, there's actually progress happening, which is great. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. there is something that, that can be done. And, you know, I would like to just personally call out on all of these very large, very white, very straight streamers out there to start mm-hmm. standing up for the, for marginalized communities and to say that it's not right to attack people like because Mm -hmm. honestly like if it came from the top down in those situations with some of these massive massive streamers who have cultivated quite toxic communities it would be great Mm -hmm. if we if they could show some allyship so uh i call upon all of you to please do that that would be great um but also like the the businesses standing up for us too that's great too we love it yes Um, uh, we love it um are there any games that you feel like are doing it right and really just being super inclusive of the queer community so i want to give props to stardew valley for for me this bear is a main he just just was talking about it yes i so i've played uh like growing up i played a lot of farming simulators and it was always heavily uh focused that you need to marry someone for the Mm. the story to progress and for (gasps) me yeah, it never felt natural. And so when Stardew Valley came out, 
I, you know, and that's, and as far as I know, made by a, a, like a cisgender, like heterosexual man, white man, that like it has the option, you have the option to marry whomever you want from the dateable list of characters. And so it felt so, so right and so natural for me to finally be able to play a farming game. And even the creator of Harvest Moon, if, so there's this game, this book called uh, Blood, Blood, Sweat and Pixels. And it talks about how the creator um, concerned ape, I forget his, his name, his legal name, but concerned ape talked to the creator of Harvest Moon and got so many props from the, the, you know, the person who inspired concerned ape to make Stardew Valley. So I, that's definitely the, my go-to is Stardew Valley. Of course, the Sims, I think is a great one. And I have a little like behind the scenes story. I'll make it very fast, but oh, I, worked please, with someone. I worked with someone who worked on the Sims and I don't know if this is public knowledge, but he did like quality assurance. He, I ended up working with him at Nexon. Um, and he told me that they accidentally added the option for being able to woohoo same sex in the demo for the Sims one at, I think E3. And they were like, Oh no. And then everyone at the convention loved it. So they kept it in. Oh, and so that's, that's awesome. That's apparently the story. And yeah, and then now they're very supportive. Um, I think they made the right decision of releasing what seemed to be a lot of queer content in their wedding update for The Sims 4 in Russia. So I'm really glad they did. <gasps> wow. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and they can get sued, but you know what? That I'm like, I Let like them. that they're sticking to their guns. Yeah, whatever. Please, Russian. that's great. Yeah. We support you. Bring we support it. you, Sims. Please, you yes. have the whole queer community behind you. So please, let's yeah. keep taking those risks. Oh, especially Please. in places like Russia. Oh, oh my God. So my final question is, you know, I, I'm a streamer. I'm online. I'm getting bullied. Like, what, mm-hmm. what, do, what do I do about it? And, and what does Queer Tea have any resources that um, someone just can hop in on and uh, be part of a, a friendlier, happier community? Yeah. So, I mean, we play games every uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. PT, and that's super friendly. We give games out to folks, especially when they can't afford it. So if there's a game that, you know, like a there's some kind of mo- money budget thing that's stopping them from playing with us, that shouldn't be an issue unless we get like a bunch of requests. So like this month, this month we're playing The Forest. We're also playing Overwatch 2 every Sunday now. Work. Yeah, I love Overwatch. Uh, so, that, you know, our community is super like, accepting and you know we like to talk about a lot of things we're accepting of you know different pronouns neo pronouns uh different identities different genders so definitely our you know our community is welcoming in, in terms of like you know if and i by the way i need to go follow you after this i yeah I, same some year yeah uh if you're if someone like you is experiencing hate raids there's a lot of i think ways you can handle that i think one thing is my biggest thing is don't give them the time of day uh if if try and pos- if it's possible do not give them the time of day try and you know just ignore them don't because what they want is a reaction and yes is, is you know um i i think i come from a more privileged place just because i'm more masculine presenting i'm more lighter skin so i don't have to deal with it as much and maybe i have a different perspective but i think being able to not let don't let them get under your skin but then I don't think you should, I think you should at least bring it up. Maybe somewhere on Twitter, don't name them by name. Don't, don't go into specifics because Twitch is still listening and watching. You know, there are folks there that care. And uh, that's why these changes were being made. They just take longer because there are folks that it might not really affect them, you know, and, and I completely understand that. Uh, And then we are also always expanding the folks we work with. So I definitely recommend, you know, if, if you're looking for some kind of therapy option, you should definitely reach out to Chosen Family Sanctuary. They uh, operate therapy in California and outside of the United States. 
they provide coaching. Uh, they're gender affirming. They're amazing. And so we're always looking for folks that are doing something unique and they use gaming and D&D to do therapy. So, Oh my God, um, I love them. Yeah, they boost with us at our, our mixer and they, they, it was so awesome to, to share a space with them. I love them. And uh, yeah, so always look at our resources. I'll, we'll try and post more about them, but we definitely have like in our, in our Twitch, if you're over there and you do exclamation point chosen family, a link pops up and you can go find out more information about them. So, Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show, Ray. You are awesome and keep doing amazing, amazing, keep doing the amazing work that you do. (laughs) Thank you, Frankie. I mean, I don't, I'm not able to do the amazing work without the community. So I'll just keep working with them and do my best. (laughs) Thank you so much. Amen. And tell your partner I said, what up? And they have to have a nurse off. I want to watch them. Yes, I'll tell him right now. I, I want to watch a nurse off. I'll tell him after he wakes up. Yes, nurse <laughs> off. I love it. Welcome to the show, Peppermint, actor, activist, entertainer, and the iconic queen from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 9. She made Broadway history as the first out trans woman to originate a lead role, and I was there to see it. Uh, she also helps to raise money for important causes in the streaming and gaming space. Welcome to the show, Miss Peppermint. And my friend, hi, welcome. Hello, Frankie baby. I have missed you. I'm just gagging over the fact that like you're still stored in my phone as Peppermint DJ from your DJ days. And I'm not mad at it. I I, know. It keeps me grounded. I know. I I knew you when. I met you all the way back when. It was so amazing. We were running around those clubs and I was like, oh my God, will you play the newest song by Ariana Grande, please? I promise she's going to be a big deal one day. I promise. Please play. Put your hearts up. It went something like that, I'm sure. (laughs) Those were the days, honey. Those were the days. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And, you know, um, this whole episode has kind of been dedicated to queer, uh, the queer space in the gaming world, which is so amazing because, um, you know, you have done so much amazing uh, fundraising on Twitch by playing games with your friend Bob the Drag Queen and yourself and other things. And I was just wondering if you would just give us, tee us up a teeny bit, you know, we'll get to everything that you're doing in the world right now but tee us up a little bit on what brought you into the gaming space and how come that is something that is so attractive to you it's simple it was bob the damn drag queen (laughs) and you know i I, I never i've heard of okay here i'm gonna sound like grandma and i do (laughs) my ring does say grandma um i never really was into games and video games uh as a kid i was i had i played super mario brothers i had nintendo and all that jazz and then after that was out of my life. I never even touched a video game except for like things on the cell phone, little, you know, like Candy Crush here or there, or like, mm-hmm. you know, Temple Run was my favorite, darling. You could not beat me on Temple Run. I'm still running. <laughs> but uh, we were trying to brainstorm on ways to uh, really juice up our charity uh, efforts and raise money for the community, for the different efforts, different things like voting, uh, you know, LGBT rights and equality, LGBT voter rights, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were like, let's do some special events. And we, I was like, let's do a barbecue. Let's have a brunch. Let's, you know, do a hair braiding thing, whatever. And Bob was like, let's do gaming. And I was like, what? Gaming? I don't play no video games. And at the time, I didn't have a video game console. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Okay, fine. You play and I'll come over and I'll like 
scream in the background and cheer you on. So that's what I was like, fine. Um, And then lo and behold, I guess Microsoft was listening to that and sent me an Xbox. And now I have an Xbox and like 17 controllers. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to an Xbox thing tomorrow. Um, And they were like, yeah, let's, let's actually get you set up. And so we've done, we've raised, I mean, if I had to just guesstimate, in the last two years, because we started during the pandemic, we probably have raised over $250,000 just gaming alone for various charities and organizations and causes. Most notably, the Black Queer Town Hall, which is the nonprofit that Bob and I run that focuses on Black queer joy. And so, yeah. it's Amazing. What games are you playing? Well, my favorite ones to play are ones that I don't have to like really do anything. So like <laughs> Fortnite is great. Um, <laughs> like, I build things. <laughs> yeah, I just build things and like run and hide and someone will save me, you know, drink that juice or whatever. And then I'll be like, whoa. Um, and so Fortnite, yeah. And then uh, one of the ones that I don't really love playing, um, but we end up playing it a lot is... Um, um, now I'm blanking on it. Oh, Resident Evil. Oh, Resident yeah. Resident Evil 2. That's a little horrific for me. And there's <laughs> an, um, we, we tried Dead by Daylight. We're going to yes. try Dead by Daylight again. Yeah, do um, it. But it, it was a little too intense. Like the, the first time I was like, okay, this is too intense. And then besides that, I play a lot of games for kids. Uh, oh, Fall Guys. It. Yes, that's um, a great game. That is a great game for adults, too. That's a great game for adults, too. I love that game. Obviously, Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what did we play that I love? Oh, this one called um, Overcooked. Yes, Overcooked is great. Really, yeah. That is, that is okay. So, my husband was the first guest of the show today, and he is a uh, Dead by Daylight main streamer. He plays a Dead by Daylight main streamer. Okay. But, but he wanted to, to stream Overcooked with me during the um, pandemic, and I was like, honey, we cannot put our dialogue while playing playing overcooked online like people cannot watch us because i scream i get so into it i'm like get the f- get the f- pizza out of the oven wash the dishes wash the salmon yeah i have no Same. i get so into it okay so that's great those are all great games and yes please i will watch when you redo dead by daylight in fact i will come play with y'all because i love dead by daylight so much. oh my gosh it's a date I'm, I'm down. I will definitely come. I'll raise money for any, please, any charity of yours is a charity of mine. So if you want me to play, I'm so in because it's so much fun. We need our four team survivors. We're going to win. I'm a gen. Yeah. I am. But uh, that's amazing. And, you know, I'm so glad that you got to, you know, come in like via Bob and like kind of see the world. And what were, what is your general takeaway about the, the Twitch like community and like streaming in front of, you know, an audience for the first time? Well, it was... It was uh, interesting to me. I mean, obviously, I'd have done a little bit of streaming kind of things here and there with other organizations, but Twitch was really the first time, aside from like, you know, lives and and different like things on social media, Twitch was really the first time I'd ever like really jumped fully in and like got an open an account. And then I did a series over the during the pandemic, which was an interview series that we were streaming. Um, and what I recognized or what I kind of discovered or realized, you know, I was wondering where all the queers went. Honey, they are on Twitch. Yeah. And and there's an entire community of folks. Many of them are much younger than me. I'm, you know, I am no spring chicken. And 
<laughs> and I was like, wow, there is like an entire, not only community, but culture mm-hmm. on Twitch, which I really enjoy. And so now I love like consuming other people's streams and watching their streams on not, not, not as many of them are gamers, but like, you know, some, some of them are like confusing because they'll like react to videos like other people's <laughs> videos while they're playing video games. And I'm like, this is too much for me, darling. Maybe that's the next frontier. <laughs> I can't, can, I can't can, uh, concentrate. <laughs> How many things can we do at once? My God. I mean, I can barely concentrate when I'm just doing my nails. Um, I'm out. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Um, but so you, I mean, you're extremely high profile individual, you know, you've been on television so much and, you know, Broadway. Uh, so, you know, for me, when I started streaming, I was actually quite surprised because I, I did get a quite a few like hate raids and things like that, which are oh. you know, aimed against being queer and things like that. I was just wondering, did you ever have any sort of experiences like that? Or are you um, kind of off? Uh, you don't see the chat or like, has it all been a positive experience for you? Well, my favorite thing to do when we're stream, well, like, I don't know if it's my favorite, but one of the things we always do when we're streaming is we would like simulcast everything to all the, you know, all the platforms. Mm -hmm. And so I like to watch the YouTube super chat more than the actual Twitch chat in general, because the, it feels like the Twitch chat is just like the wild, wild west. Yes. And we certainly did have a, plenty of people, but thank goodness. And I don't know if it's just like the drag race of it all or the queer community in general that's uh, attending a lot of these streams are like, we had so many like mods that would just come in and be like, okay. And they would like moderate obviously yeah. the, the chat and make sure that people are safe and that there's not too much phobia of something of some of sorts going on and so i felt pretty protected in general there have been some scary moments where i'd be like oh my gosh who is this person and you 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 think at first they seem like they're friendly but then it it changes and you're like oh my gosh get them out of here what are they doing um and so that has happened a few times but most of the raids that we have have been like just friendly other people other creators that we know and like let's just raid each other and it's been great you know that's so good that's wonderful actually the villain in the chat is usually me and bob (laughs) because we did this thing once i'll never forget where we had um we were like we put an ad up but the ad I, I don't know if we did it properly. So the ad was playing and we're like, okay, an ad break. Now we can talk about the people watching. But the ad didn't play for everyone. And so they watched us like, ba- not bad mouthing, but saying, oh, these people, let them watch the ad. Like we were like being a little shady and they like watched that. And I was like, oh my God. That is so funny. But I think there's something so empowering about being a reality TV person, because I think Mm -hmm. that we do also get like rewarded for being ourselves, even when we're being our shadiest. So I just think there is is something empowering about that. So I love people like the messiness. It's true. They love it. They love it. Oh, my God. They love it. That's what they came for, honey. They don't want they don't want the polished us. They want us to be messy. Love it. Um, So have you put on Oculus Quest? Have you gotten into the, the VR of it all yet? I, I, I did use a set with, um, what game was it? What game was it? Oh my God. Oh, you know, there was a couple of games we played, but one of them that we played, I was on some kind of roller coaster track that was like 
flying us all over the place. And there was like dinosaurs in one of the worlds. I don't remember which game it was. It's on video because we recorded it and streamed it for everybody. And that was my only time with it. And that was a little intense for me. I think I could do like games where like I can, where I'm far away from the threat. Like, oh, look, there's a rocket coming. Let's run. But if it's like VR and there's like zombies or killers coming at you with, I can't. It's so intense. I tell you, my <laughs> husband is obsessed with the quest. He just texted me immediately. He's like, the new metaverse goggle came out. You have to, we have to get it immediately. And I'm like, oh my God, honey, calm down. But um, of course I pre-ordered it because this, we're going to have our, you know, bonding time over it. But are you ready for the metaverse? Like, are we ready for this? Uh, well, first of all, congratulations on your nuptials. Oh, thank I, you. Like, <laughs> I haven't talked to you it's been a, in months. And so yeah. it's been, yeah. And so congrats. Thank you. Among congrats. I'm so happy for you. This is so wonderful wonderful, beautiful. So like, that's the first thing. Um, I haven't gotten into the metaverse yet. I'm kind of afraid of it. Me too. Um, but I do, yeah, I do think that, you know, like, look, one of my favorite movies is Tron, the original, but I also like the real. And so, you know, I'm down, like, we're going, we're going to be living in a computer. Like we're gonna, um, and so I'm fully here for it, but I haven't like actually jumped on board with the met, with meta and the metaverse yet. Uh, but it's obviously inevitable. That's probably where I'll have to go to see my doctor and get my groceries in a, in a couple months. Literally, just gonna say like <laughs> it's gonna be so cool being old and like not being able to walk because like we're gonna be in the metaverse. We're gonna be yeah. those Wally people. We're gonna be the people from Wally <laughs> in the floating chairs with the screen in front of our faces, and it's gonna be fabulous, yep. honey. I cannot <laughs> wait. Did you oh. see the movie? Um, uh, surrogates. Did you ever no. see that movie? You got to no. watch that movie. Okay, it's similar, but the, but it's like basically everyone has like a um an avatar that it, they're they're in the metaverse and they're looking at everything virtually while they're at home. But it then it it logs into like a a computer android that goes and walks the earth for you oh, and deals sure. with other people like remotely and you're like hooked up to the thing and it's of course the most beautiful pristine version of yourself it's gorgeous so oh, i hope I we get that. that version yeah me yeah. too oh my god <laughs> young forever siempre viva live forever <laughs> now a warning now, now a warning <laughs> For those of you out there not fully versed in queer culture, that is from... Oh, Death my God. <laughs> you better watch it tonight, kids. There will <laughs> yeah. be a test. There will be a test at the end of this. Um, all right. So now bring, about, bring us back to now. Also, it just got me really excited because I know you're going on tour and I want to talk to you all about that. But I was like, what about when we have like touring through the metaverse? Like what about when like, people can come like to your shows virtually? The metaverse? Wow. That's I think exciting. that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, but tell me about your new tour that you're coming up. You have uh, Letters Live. Tell us all about Letters Live, please. Yeah, well, I have an album called Letters to My Lovers. It's actually a trilogy of albums. The third one's about to drop. Um, and it's all about a relationship that I was in, a failed relationship, but I learned a lot of lessons. And so in writing in my diary, basically, I was like, hmm, these sound like they could be good songs. And so I 
I put them to some R&B music over during the pandemic and released it. You know, the past, the first one came out uh, in 2020, then 2021. And the next one comes out this year, later on this year. Um, And I was like, now it's time to go on tour. Of course, we were going to go on tour earlier, but as you know, everything has been pushed back. So now we're finally embarking on the tour. I've asked Juju B to join me. Uh, And so she has a new album out as well, a series of albums uh, as well. Good Juju's volume one and volume two. And so it's the good, it's the uh, Letters Live and the Good Juju Tour, kind of like stripped and justified, you know, two double yes, headliner. Exactly. Um, Love it. <laughs> and we're, uh, we're hitting the road. It's a national tour. We're going uh, up, up and down the East and West Coast and Chicago. We're not really doing all everything in the Midwest, but Chicago. That's, that's it. okay. We can skip. You can <laughs> highlights, highlights. Highlights, darling. Highlights. It's a highlights tour. Yes, exactly. I'm coming. So please let me know when you're in uh Absolutely. New York LA. And if I'm in either, I'm I'm coming. So that's it. In November. Sounds good. You let us know. We will get you tickets. Yay! <laughs> and you can come see Titanic. I'll have ki- yes, I'm gonna go see Titanic. Yes. I mean, everyone, I, I'm the last person who hasn't seen the show, it feels <laughs> like of, of all my friends. I know the so I feel have like shown up. It's been amazing. They have shown up and shown out. They really have. They have. The queers are here, honey. Um, also, speaking of which, season two of Call Me Mother premieres October 26th. Congratulations. Oh, my gosh. That. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. Yeah. Call Me Mother is a drag reality competition show on Out TV, Canadian channel, but just moved to the, just launched in the U.S. And it's a drag reality competition show. So who doesn't love that? We love. But it's really inclusive. And yeah. so there's, there's not only drag queens, but also drag kings. Love and it. then also non-binary drag monarchs who uh, are on the show and the the basically the 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 format is like three drag houses three drag mothers and one winner and we have to you know at the end of each episode the house that scores the lowest that's in the bottom has to send home uh, one of the mother has to choose which oh, of her children no. to send home it's crazy and it really focuses on the whole process of drag you know a little bit more than what we've seen on other shows there's a uh, a, a designer and a wig wig stylist and ev- that are there as a part of the show and every challenge when they when we find out what the assignment is the drag entertainers have to go in and figure out like, okay, what kind of fabric do you have? Can you do this? Can you make this? Can you design this? Some things work, some things don't. Yeah, then they compete and work that runway. It's it's a great time. It's very inclusive and I love it. So we're coming oh. out for season two. Well, we will be tuning in. Thank you so much for coming and being a part of this this wonderful this wonderful day of shows. I'm sorry, I'm feeling so warm and fuzzy because just today's episode was very, very <laughs> wonderful and personal and I had so many friends and also my husband on. So it's been a great episode. And um, thank you for closing it out with us and uh, for being on the show. I just adore you and I'm so excited. We have so much to look forward to in the world of peppermint. And I'll be there for all yes. of us. Yes, baby. Yes, baby. I love you. Thank you for being here, my darling. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening today. It was an amazing show covering the gamut of everything in the queer gaming space from charity to people standing up for our rights to people just being who they are on a platform that is becoming more and more LGBTQ plus inclusive. And we love to see it. Thank you for tuning in for Fridays with Frankie and I'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye.